0: Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Vegas Tips and Tricks podcast for uh, August the 30th, 2021. As I'm guessing, uh, the regular listeners of this program are immediately aware of uh, the audio quality here today is uh, not what it has been. For whatever reason, I seem to be having problems with my microphone today. And, frankly, I'm not in the mood to sit here and try to troubleshoot this thing for any longer than I already have, and so uh, we're just going to uh, do this uh, off the phone microphone, which is a little bit uh, tinnier, I guess, Not quite uh, uh, doesn't offer the same warm dulcet tones, which one gets with the microphone, but I'll try to uh, nonetheless make this a pleasing audio experience. I am just a couple of days away from my 47th trip to Las Vegas. Obviously, that is a topic that is uh, very much on my mind. And a lot of folks are making their way to Las Vegas this uh, late summer, early spring. And uh, one of those uh, folks, an old uh, friend of mine from work, reached out to me the other day and said, Hey, we're to Vegas for my 40th birthday and uh, never been before and you seem to know a lot about Vegas and uh, so what uh, what's your advice and I kind of didn't know how to respond to that because it was kind of a big question Um, it's not something I could answer in a uh, well in a brief message Uh, but it did get me to thinking about uh, that topic specifically I went back and looked at some of the YouTube videos that I have made over the past several years to see if any of them uh, did a very good job of answering that question. And uh, I did, uh, almost two years ago, I did a couple of programs which I called Vegas Orientation, part one and part two. And I suppose I spent 40 minutes or more discussing things uh, that would be useful for people visiting Vegas uh, for the first time, for the first time in a long time. But some of those topics uh, now seem a bit dated, particularly with what we've been dealing with the past year and a half with the pandemic and, and how that's changed the Vegas experience somewhat and has done so on numerous occasions from shutting it down completely to opening it up somewhat and then kind of opening it up all the way and then uh, putting us back with a number of restrictions of late. So I thought to myself it might be a worthwhile time to go ahead and revisit Vegas orientation and try to see what I can do uh, as far as summing up the Vegas experience for a newbie in approximately a 15 minute window. Obviously, we're going to miss out on a lot of things. Uh, some of those things are covered in the earlier podcast. We talk about choosing a hotel and, and getting around, but just the general feel and experience of Las Vegas is what I'm trying to communicate today, and uh, so let's see how that goes. Okay, so surprisingly, one of the most uh, asked questions about Las Vegas is, uh, what's the weather going to be like? i'm not going to try to give you a weather forecast for the upcoming week because obviously we have no clue what we do but at this uh, we hope that this uh, audio segment is helpful for more than just uh, a few days one thing to remember about las vegas is it is a desert and most people perceive a desert as being just really hot well, that's not really what a desert is. A desert is simply a place that doesn't get a lot of precipitation. Um, Las Vegas is a relatively high desert, uh, elevation uh, checking in around 2,000, 2,200 feet, I believe. It uh, has a wide temperature disparity between day and night, probably much more so than uh, you do where you live. Um, uh, certainly a difference of 30 degrees is not at all uncommon. Yes, in the summertime, it gets very, very hot. It can get well into the 100 degree or 110 degrees and above during uh, uh, months like July and August for certain. And I've been there when it is, and it's not a particularly pleasant experience. You pretty much just have to stay indoors, or I guess if you're so inclined, you could... Uh, live in the pool. But once you get out of it, it's still really hot. So, but on the other hand, it can actually be kind of chilly in Las Vegas during what uh, most of us would think of as the winter months. Uh, certainly, uh, December and January can be that way. But uh, February, November, um, even uh, sometimes uh, March can be a little bit uh Tenuous as far as what the temperature is going to be like. So, you may need a jacket, certainly in the evenings. You might need a jacket anyway, just uh, negotiating the casinos, which stay very chilly 24 uh, 7, 365. Um, so, uh, that, and that can be quite a shock as well if you're traveling, uh, is to uh, from walking in to a casino where the temperature now drops from 110 to 65. So, Depending upon when you go, you may have a very different experience of the weather. And the notion that it's just warm and sunny and, and toasty all the time is not really the case. It is dry the vast majority of the time, but Vegas does from time to time get, uh, you know, little uh, rain showers and is prone to flooding in certain areas. So, uh, which uh, normally won't impact the visitor unless you happen to be uh, driving a vehicle, in which case I wouldn't park it in the uh, lower level of the parking garage at the Link Hotel and Casino. There, there's a very specific Vegas tip. So, um, you know, ideally if you can arrange your visits uh, in the months of, say, April, May, or September, October, you tend to get the best sort of weather combination. Um, Though, of course, uh, anything can happen at any time. So it has even snowed in Vegas a few times in recent years. Regardless, when you arrive in Las Vegas, the vast majority of you, and basically all of you who fly into Las Vegas, will arrive at what is uh, still, I guess, known as McCarran International Airport, but will soon be the Harry Reid Airport international airport There's some controversy about that um you will arrive in either terminal one or terminal three just so you know there is no terminal two you're not missing anything there was there just isn't anymore terminal three typically serves overseas flights some smaller airlines and some charters Uh, the majority of travelers at least domestically will arrive in terminal one and uh, regardless of where you uh arrive, you're going to want to try to make your way to the baggage claim area, even if you don't have bags, because the baggage claim area is also where you'll pick up any sort of transportation option. If you're renting a car, you'll want to look for the rental car shuttle, which will take you to a centralized facility where all the major car brands are represented, the car rental brands are represented. Otherwise, if you want to take a cab, you will again see a clearly marked exit, and likely a very long line, but don't be intimidated. That line moves very quickly. Um, Cabs have been infamous in Las Vegas for long-hauling customers and uh, charging a bit too much, and they probably still charge a bit too much, but there are rules and regulations now as far as what it should cost you to get from the airport to any of the strip hotels, Uh, and there will be a posting um, that will tell you exactly what you have to pay depending upon where you're going to stay. So that can be helpful. And it can be very helpful right now because uh, while rideshare is a very popular way to get around Las Vegas, uh, rideshare has been iffy of late and occasionally quite expensive. There simply aren't quite as many drivers as there were pre-pandemic. And uh, so at busy times, it can be difficult to get an Uber or Lyft and they can be pricey. Nonetheless, if you've uh, never utilized Uber or Lyft, definitely download the apps because you'll uh, have the opportunity to take advantage of some great introductory offers. Speaking of introductory offers, the best thing you can do when you arrive at your hotel, I mean, once you get checked in and all, is to uh, make sure you sign up for the player's card. Even if you're not planning on gambling a lot, It will uh, do a good job of recording your gambling and your spending there at the hotel. Uh, Offer up your player's card anytime you buy something or charge something to your room, whatever it might be, uh, and get credit for that because that too can add up and you can get some nice perks. And if you gamble enough, you may also have the opportunity to uh, earn some free play, free food, and uh, potentially in the future, free rooms. One common thing that you do hear about uh, from time to time anyway is the so-called $20 trick. When you check into your hotel, uh, there is a trick. It's not really much of a trick. Everybody knows about it. Uh, You you know, they ask for your identification. They'll ask for a credit card and uh, you can slip a 20 in between the two of them discreetly and ask if there are any complimentary upgrades available. And sometimes this works and sometimes it doesn't, which is why it's often referred to as the first gamble in Las Vegas, unless you play at the airport, which, generally speaking, you shouldn't. So, you know, some people have recorded that reported getting uh, upgrades to massive suites from basic rooms. Uh, it's much more common to just get a room with a view or one that might be on a better maintained floor or something to that effect. How effective the... Uh, the $20 tip is, is probably going to have a lot to do with how many people are in the hotel at that time. If it's really busy, it's not going to be the opportunity to upgrade so easily. Also, the length of your stay is probably going to impact your ability to get an upgrade. If you're going to be there for one night, well, hey, there might be something spectacular available that day. But if you're going to be there for an entire week, it may not be quite so simple. Speaking of gratuities, and we kind of did... Vegas is a city built on tips. You should expect to tip people if you're uh, uh, from a sort of tradition like uh, some, uh, like my parents' generation where uh, tipping is not something that uh, is done or done in quite uh, as uh, generous an amount. It, uh, it may be uh, difficult for you to get used to, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, tip your cab driver, tip your Uber driver um tip your maid for goodness sake uh, you know leave them 5 bucks a day um and obviously you know you know if they help you out if anybody helps you out in Las Vegas whether it's a cocktail waitress or a bellman whoever it might be uh, make sure that uh, you are rewarding their service with a gratuity um as far as getting around Las Vegas and I've talked about this before it is it can get expensive so, um, I do recommend trying to uh, spend your time wisely when you're in town. If you're a, there's a, a number of things you want to do in the downtown area, and you probably should be, then try to do those all on one day. Try to spend one day perhaps on the south end of the strip, one day center strip, one day north strip, and focus your activities there. Obviously, if you choose a hotel, that is centrally located, it's going to be much easier for you to get around just on foot. And, uh, so, and that sometimes is the very best way. Keep in mind, though, that the blocks in Vegas are long, and hotels that look like they are very close can be a couple of miles away. The strip proper, if one counts uh, from the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino all the way up to the Strat, is over four miles long. And in the heat of summer, it's probably not something you want to walk. So, uh, yeah. The, uh, one of the best deals you'll find in Las Vegas, if you don't mind uh, a little bit of inconvenience and some waiting here and there, is to take the city bus. The main one running up and down the street, the strip, is called the Deuce. And uh, for three days worth of travel, uh, unlimited, uh, you can pay just $20. So that's a really good deal. As far as gambling is concerned, uh, again, make sure when you gamble, you use your player's card so you get credit for that. Make sure you have a budget. Stick to it. Don't uh, spend more than you can afford to lose because you probably in the end will lose. Most hotels uh, and casinos and shows and restaurants and bars in Las Vegas are casual. So you don't really need to worry about dressing up. If you visit a really nice restaurant, uh, you know, or uh, uh, go to a particular club, certainly the nightclubs, uh, there may be dress codes involved, but for the vast majority of places you'll visit, pretty much uh, anything goes, which you'll notice as soon as you walk in and see your fellow patrons. Uh, Reservations uh, are useful, particularly nowadays, uh, but are rarely necessary for most places you will visit um there are only a limited number of shows currently operational in Las Vegas i would say less than half of what there was pre-pandemic so it is not nearly so easy to get uh, discounted show tickets but there are discounted or half price ticket booths around and it's certainly worth checking out otherwise i would tend to advise you to uh, buy your tickets directly through the particular hotel uh, casino where the show is playing. There are a number of uh, great restaurants in Las Vegas. um, And there are a number of celebrity restaurants in Las Vegas. So if you're a huge fan of Gordon Ramsay or Giada or Bobby Flay or Emeril or Wolfgang Puck, you can definitely eat at one of their restaurants. But don't expect to run into them because uh, they're not really actively involved in the day-to-day operations uh, Uh, in 95% of the cases. Those people going to Vegas expecting that food is going to be cheap are living on a dream that ended sometime 20, 25 years ago. Uh, There are some great food deals, and uh, it is beyond the scope of this particular podcast to talk about them in great detail. But uh, uh, They're out there, but uh, expect to pay uh, just what you would pay, if not a little more sometimes. Uh, when dining in uh, Las Vegas as you would in any other city around the United States. Las Vegas is crowded. It can sometimes be uh, unpleasantly crowded, particularly on the weekends, so keep that in mind if that's when you're visiting. Um, If you can do your sightseeing and uh, eating and uh, gambling at off times, you can save time, avoid standing in lines, and avoid some of the crowds. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing. Um, and of course, right now, uh, as we record this particular show, uh, there are a number of restrictions in place due to the pandemic. Uh, the biggest one that affects uh, most everybody is the fact that you will be expected to wear a mask or face covering of some sort when you're in the casinos, etc, uh, unless you're actively eating, drinking or smoking. Um, how, uh, you know, how intensely that is, uh, being, uh, enforced, I don't know. And it varies likely from property to property, but it is something to remember. Um, and, uh, you know, the other thing that we've seen in Vegas post pandemic is a lot of places, a lot of restaurants and bars and stuff have come back, but, uh, they're not, you know, 24 seven, like a lot of, uh, places were in Las Vegas. Sometimes it can be hard to find a place to get a drink or uh, get food in the middle of the night, and that certainly didn't used to be the case. So keep that in mind. If you're uh, a big fan of late night eats, uh, do your research and find out what places are going to be available to you, because it's not nearly as many as it was before. So yeah, uh, the other thing I guess I would say about Las Vegas is be careful, it is a city which, uh, in which many people overindulge, myself often included in that mix. And it's also a place where there are numerous folks who would like to uh, take advantage of you or perhaps just take your wallet. So be aware of your surroundings, uh, keep your wits about you. Uh, if you can, travel with a group of people as it makes you somewhat less vulnerable than just a single person out and about. And, uh, yeah, just be smart about it. Um, And people often ask what they should see in Las Vegas, and I say what you should see in Las Vegas is Las Vegas. Uh, As a first-time visitor, you're just going to want to wander up and down the strip and in and out of all the casinos. After a while, they'll all kind of start to look the same, but they all have their own little personality quirks, and you will probably find a few that you find less than interesting But you're also likely to find a few that you think are really, really cool places to spend time. And that's where you should spend your time. Uh, We can talk all we want about uh, leveraging our play and trying to earn room comps or whatever. But in the end, uh, you're on vacation. And uh, you want to spend time where it is you enjoy spending time. And so find the places that appeal to you and uh, hang out there. And uh, hopefully, for all of you first-time visitors, it will simply be a baptism of sorts, and you'll want to make your way back to Las Vegas again. And when you do, there'll be things that you will want to see again, things you'll want to do again, and things that you'll know are just simply not for you. So anyway, I hope that answers sort of that broad question about, you know, what should I do on my first trip to Vegas And answer it without actually telling you anything specific to do, Uh, but to sort of follow your uh, instincts and uh, follow your eyes and your ears to where you feel like you want to be. One thing I will say before we call it a day, and I always call this my number one Vegas tip or trick, that is you're going to be doing a lot of walking. That's not just between casinos. It can be between the casino or the front desk in your room and back. Make sure that you bring along and wear comfortable shoes. You will thank me so much if you at least do that. So, uh, All right, thanks for listening to our show today. If you enjoyed it, I hope you'll uh, subscribe on Podbean or Spotify, listen to our earlier broadcasts. Continue to be a part of the Vegas Tips and Tricks podcast going forward. Always fun doing these shows and uh, happy to share what I know with any of you. If you have any questions or comments, please leave them below and I'll check those out. As I always say in my Vegas weekly broadcast on YouTube, and as I will say again to each each and every one of you today, I hope that you have a great, lucky, and healthy week. We will talk to you all again real soon. Bye-bye.